OTB GAA Scale has opened the war definitely with the football pod Where are your power rankings now? The Royal Rumble that's coming our way Hurling pod versus football pod Will, you're a coward Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar Alan Quillen is with us this morning Alan, another uh, win for Ireland and we're being picky as we should be, I suppose. We, you know, best team in the world. So you got to, um, you got to pick pick the nets from a performance like that. But all in all, I think Andy Farrell's going to be absolutely delighted. Yeah, he is. I think um, obviously you could look at it. Um, it been really scary there, probably around six, in the mid sixties. Uh, um, I think it was sixty third or fourth minute, where you know Rossborn has to kick a penalty to to stretch it out to seven. It was twenty four twenty. Um, but overall, what didn't surprise me in any way that the Italians played the way they played. I said it last week, and it wasn't just kind of giving it lip service. I think you know they're they're improved dramatically. I think their attack is so much better. Um, some very da- dangerous players, and even their back row is is there's a great balance to that. And their three brilliant players, Canone and Negri and and Lamaro, the captain. So. They have a good side, you know, and a skillful side as well. So, And they proved that it wasn't a fluke. The evidence is there with them beating Wales last year, beating Australia in November, um, the performance against France in the first game. So it's not as if this has just been a yeah. fluke. We've and seen this coming a little bit. And, and they uh, came back from an early try from us as well. There wasn't a sense, oh, that's it, it's game over. Whereas in the, previous years, we want to score to try that early and like, okay, this game is going to... You kick on a little bit and it's, it's, it's always a tougher game. It always has been because you're expected to win handsomely and... And if you don't, then it's seen as as disappointing. I think people realise that this is different, um, and that they're a very attacking, attack-minded side. They don't just bring the kind of passion and, and gusto and all that stuff. They now can attack, and you saw the way they they were moving the ball in their backline. And um, Garbisi being back helped them as well. So, um, I think bar the the period when it was twenty four twenty, and then even when it was twenty seven twenty. They had a brilliant chance in the 68 minute if they put it through the hands. They Ignacio Brex did this crazy cut crossfield kick. Yeah, um, didn't make any sense. Yeah, the second row Rutza, if it bounces up and he scores, well then it's fine. But he was fuming that it wasn't put through the hands. They had Ireland stretched there a little bit. So I think when Andy Farr looks back, very much relieved and happy. I think when Mac Hansen scores a try near the, you know, to to give him a bit of comfort. I think they're able to relax a small bit. But I didn't sense any sort of panic in the Irish side either when it was quite close, which was a good sign. And realistically, I think when Bruno gets the intercept just before half time, that gives them a real kind of sense of we're, we this is different now and they get in at half time and they're, they're only a score behind so a couple of things obviously Ireland would look at and would be much like to be much better at they yeah. missed 24 tackles um, but you know there's a number of players missing you're 9 10 12 13 are four guys that are turns pro- out they're important <laughs> yeah the ones that are not there are, are very important but that's valuable experience for them um, and maybe the Gary Ringrow situation he's now become very dependable, particularly defensively. Yeah, what's the what's the depth chart now? Like in Andy Farrell's head, because we we haven't had a look at Osborne. This might have been an opportunity for them. They they sent him away. Hume's form is it appears nowhere near the Ireland selection where 
there was a clamour to get him into the team and then he just injury robbed him of an opportunity and the injury for James Hume last um, summer didn't help and, and it took him a bit of time to come back then Ulster his team are struggling so you can't rule James Hume out uh, from being a contender to be a 13 um, Bundyaki has very little rugby played and that showed a little bit on Saturday Yeah, and you can't like I I know what this is like It's sometimes it's really difficult when you're out the more matches you play the sharper everything becomes and then because you're moved out to a 13 slot which is so much more difficult to defend there um, you know he looked a little bit he looked like he was blowing at times and that's fully understandable even though then you give Bundyaki with the ball comes up with some big moments and some really great carries and uh, for the James Ryan try he makes that really you know what I mean um, Hugo Keenan's is he's, he's he's involved as well with the pass lovely pass to, to Van der Fleer so um, you know there's a few situ- issues there that that need to be addressed and, and again it's a great learning curve that that you know, they can look at. Anton Frisch, and I've said this, is probably the most like-for-like at the moment. Uh, but he hasn't been in the yeah, setup and the system, so maybe it's too late now. I don't know. You, you, couldn't, certainly be called you couldn't say it's the, too late that a guy can come into it. He's a very good player, Anton Frisch. Yeah. You'd be calling him into all the squads from now on to see... Well, I would think so, yeah. Well, like, I think they're very much aware he was on that Emerging Ireland tour. But I tell you, if you watch Anton Frisch playing for Munster and even in Europe, superb player, some unbelievable moments. And he's 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 very much like Ringrose in the way he runs and the evasion and the pace that he has. He's a very physical player as well. Um, Robbie Henshaw can play a 13 for sure and he would be a better 13 than Bundy. Bundy is a outstanding 12 yeah. um, who had to play in that position I was just looking it up there sorry Ulster had Luke Marshall at 13 in their win against Sharks so I don't know if at he the was weekend, injured at the yeah. moment again or, but he wasn't um, yeah he. I think he is injured again James Hume does Aki need to sort out whatever the situation of Connacht is between now and the end of so. the season or does it matter because they'll have three warm up games before the World Cup I would imagine so Nathan I think uh, for everyone's interests I think whatever situation that was there, disagreement or misunderstanding, or if there, maybe there was none, um, maybe it was just a form thing or whatever, you would like to, I'm sure Connacht, Connacht fans would like to have it put to bed and uh, get some sort of a a feel about what the plan is going forward, because he is a brilliant player. He's, he's, he's a game changer at the top level when he's fit, healthy and well. Um, they obviously love We're him. very lucky to have him. They obviously love him because they put him in the squad and the, on the team, on the bench, even when he wasn't playing for Connacht. So they've obviously made that work. Yeah, and you make a point about Jamie Osborne. I think Andy Farrell's problem here was Bundyaki needing game time and Stuart McCluskey getting a kind of a deserving shot or run at playing on the, the top team in, in these big games. He got it in November and got injured in the first one um, so that's probably what went against Jamie Osborne but um, you don't have to play for Ireland to suddenly go and play at a World Cup there's certain guys that might just go into the team and in, in, at the World Cup ideally you would like that experience but it's not a necessity that you have had to have played if you're a very good player um, and you've you've been involved in squads I think the transition is easier um, 
So I don't know if Anton Frisch was up training with Ireland or one of the players called in to train. I don't. I didn't hear that he was, but right. I would imagine he will be over the summer period on an extended squad because he's too good a player not to look at him anyway. And I know you know France have been trying to get him to go back. Yeah. Um, but Gary, it just goes to show how important and how much of a player Gary Ringrose is, how good he is. Yeah. Um, it's an incredibly difficult position and Drico always said that I'm sure you'll ask him later in the week it's probably one of the hardest positions um, ask Dennis Leamy about it he was moved at one stage um, around 2005-06 season around that time we had uh, Axel, myself and Jim Williams in the back row and then you had Dennis Leamy and David Wallace and you're thinking how do I get Dennis Leamy and David Wallace on the field as well well we put Wally on the wing and we put Leamy as a 13 and that happened in in a few games, you know, and in the middle of a game or like no, they started uh, league games, yeah, hey, right, yeah. While he was on the wing at one stage, and it was uh, he was so fast, but like there's more to it than just being fast. Um, Dennis Leamy, I remember being a thirteen, and I I can't remember who we played. Maybe it was the Scarlets down at Cork, and just going, someone ran this hard line, and Dennis was kind of like. What's after happening here? And I remember talking to him after the game, and he's going, "Jesus, I'm no more that spot. It's you don't know where <laughs> fellas are coming at. Whether they go in, out, go straight up, hard on someone. Um, so it's a very difficult position to train, uh, to to defend. Um, and you know, obviously Gary Ringrose does it brilliantly, and he's grown so much, and he's so consistent. It is funny how in games like this where someone isn't there, you you miss them more. Um, there's been a mixed response to Casey and Byrne. What's your assessment? Uh, Very valuable for them. And it wasn't, it was a little bit disjointed at times and chaotic. And, and then Italy were good. So I think they, they, they played well, but not brilliant. They didn't have this um, situation where the, everybody's going, wow, what a performance. But um, I think they both played well and be very valuable for them. Rossburn a few weeks ago, we were all talking about how brilliant it was that he can come on for 30 minutes and and um, do really well in a, in in a big situation against France when it was a crucial period of the game and stuff. So they both did well. I would like to see Rossburn's kicking game out of hand. Um, you know, going for like at one stage for for the Italian try, the first one, I think it was a poor clearance from Ross Bourne out of his own 22. Um, Got no distance on the ball for a big fella and it was an end-over-end kick. Italy launched an attack and eventually a score in the corner. So um, James Lowe is a great asset to have because he can go at that massive distance down the field. And essentially in a World Cup, their cup it's cup rugby sometimes you and to have that ability to kick really really long um, like Ben Healy like his ability to just spiral it from 122 to the other and find grass and I think um, yeah so Rossborn did well I think there's obviously still the zip and the, the way Sexton can attack the line is still at a different level that's the thing isn't it that like our if if our benchmark is Sexton we're never going to get to the benchmark what we need is somebody who is seven tenths of, of Sexton but consistent the whole way through and it's the same with Casey is that like he's a different player Ross Bourne the one that can do potentially the Sexton stuff is Crowley because he's 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 more of a runner than Ross Bourne 
that's not Ross Byrne's strengths are different and he's very much composed and he's a he's a very talented out half and and you know he does brilliantly with Leinster with pace and tempo but if you're nitpicking Crowley is the one but then is Crowley as composed in a game when your forwards are doing well and you you kind of give that armchair right to your halfbacks um we so, don't know yet, do we? Yeah, we don't know. So it was a bit disjointed the other day. And if you were to rate all the Irish players, you're, you're kind of giving them six sevens. You're, you're kind of hard to go eight nines. You you're, know what I mean? Not, you're not giving them a five. Uh, Casey got a five, and um, Ross Byrne got a six from the Irish Times. Is there anyone? It's harsh, I think. I think it's harsh. I would say. Was there anyone then looking ahead to Scotland that really put their hand up? For well, the Farrell? one that stands out for me, without going thinking about it too much, is Ryan Baird off the bench. I just think this guy's an incredible athlete um, and I think with pace and tempo the way the game has gone now the way Scotland play the way Ireland want to play I think he can add so much to your to your overall t- attack your cover around the field um, Is he in instead of Henderson? Like Henderson's he's putting pre- he's, he, Henderson's he, grand right? Yeah Like you know no, no mistakes but no um, no sense of explosion the way when Henderson was at his very best you know breaking into the team early in his career and maybe that's just because that's how life is you get 80 caps and we're like oh we know exactly what you can do Ryan Baird has whatever 10 caps and it's like oh Baird might be this explosive if you look at the enthusiasm the energy the, the small details that Ireland have become so good at their clean out their their urgency to get to breakdowns their support player and attack all that kind of stuff would indicate that someone like Ryan Bourne can only add to that kind of stuff because he's so fit, he's so athletic. If you think then of the nitty-gritty winning malls, hard yards, um, experience, you're thinking, yeah, Ian Henderson can yeah. do really... So it depends what, what the, the detail when they break it down and the work rate and the There's the, a role for both the of them speed. in the World Cup squad, for sure. Of course, yeah. But I think Ryan Baird um, is someone that I'm a big fan of and I think he's... He's someone that can really add to that attack. But then if you're have if you're in Murrayfield in two weeks on Sunday and the weather is poor and it's wet and it's windy, you know, yeah. that's not saying he can't be physical, but we don't we, we probably need to see it, you know. So I think it's worth taking a chance with him and he potentially probably deserves a start. Um in the second row. Yeah. Okay. And then the back row, Peter Marty comes straight back in and Conan back to the bench. Is that just You would think so. Um that um, again it's a tough game for the four or five players and the changes that were made it's one of those ones where you're kind of banging your fist a little bit after saying it's a shame it's not 20-25 point win and we've we, the game opened up and it was lovely scoring three tries at the end and Italy were tough but we got yeah. loads of touches of the ball they got no time no space like the impact tackles out of the Italians were smashing Irish players in the game line and that's why it's really beneficial to Ireland because I think they for the first time in this championship they had to play with slow ball at times and behind the gain line so that would be very beneficial to them I thought they needed to kick better at times you know out of hand as I said not just Ross Byrne but tactically we could have added some more kicks in there Um, tactical kicks not just thumping it away for for the sake of it yeah Um, but um just very briefly on this because I don't want to labour too much but we didn't go for points when we had a penalty right in front of the goals that would have taken it from 7 to 10 points we went kicked to the corner and lost the line out and just put ourselves under a bit of pressure it strikes me that like Sexton sometimes just goes up and goes I'll take the points and we're like oh he never takes the points but then actually he does sometimes 
if um, if he'd been captain, would he have done that? Because we already this is at the start of the second half. We've got the four tries bonus. There's just a, this is a captaincy question, really. Um, James Ryan needs to learn these things. They were talking about it on ITV afterwards. Just take the points, spread the gap. To yeah, time. of course. When you when you when you see how 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 the game unfolded and it's back to seven points, back to four points. Yes, you're then saying yeah, but. In the go, moment, though, you go back to New Zealand. They're kicking to the corner when there's kickable penalties because they yeah. they back themselves. And I think if you have there was no bonus points on offer against New Zealand, though you wanted to win that game and crush them. And like with Italy, you have the bonus point, yeah. And it's a relevant um, it's a relevant point you make that um, they probably should have kicked for the points. Yeah, Ross Bourne has to kick because it's twenty four twenty and sixty third minute. And um, that's non-negotiable there. Yeah. But I think Paul O'Connell will be probably saying, well, why did you lose the line-out? Of course. He'll be focused on who missed their lift. Was the throw right or wrong? So, um, And also, Kelleher now slightly ahead of Dan Sheehan. They're two wonderful players. Look, it's it's 1A and 1B, totally. I, I just think it's brilliant that Ronan Kelleher, if you're talking about players... Who, who kind of stood out like he could have got three or four turnovers in that game he was so alert um, he's just brilliant at the breakdown and he runs so hard and scrum- his scrummaging is brilliant as well so it's incredible two of those guys fit um, impact off the bench if one of the other is coming off the bench it's just it's brilliant and it's um, I think it's brilliant to have him back and have him fit fit and, and well again okay all right, have we time for one quick uh, France? What's the story? Are they? Are, is there like a li- Scotland were good, right? But France's ill discipline allowed ill discipline allowed them back into the game with the red card, and then they just I don't know. Scot- I've just been talking about France kind of coming off a peak a little bit, maybe. Um, I think Scotland were outstanding, and they played with great pace, tempo, the attack. Um, France are very physical, and I still think they're laborious at times in what they do they kick a lot um, but you know Scotland just held on to the ball so well and if you build multi- multi-phase against it's always been the case they're a very powerful side you have to double up sometimes in a tackle when Willem says Carrion and Aldrich and uh, Marshawn and these guys because they're very physical players but Scotland did that I think we should be more concerned about what Scotland are doing here um, obviously because we played them next yeah. um, they That's can take a, a lot it was a brilliant performance from Scotland and it was a brilliant match to watch okay. and if you consider Wales England on Saturday it was okay. punishing to do it you know thir- yeah. uh, England kicked the ball 38 times Wales 34 yeah uh, not a classic under the roof uh, before we go we should just mark the passing of, of Tom Tierney and obviously send our condolences to his family you were a teammate and it must have really devastated the squad because this obviously unfortunately is going to be a familiar territory for you guys yeah it's just another shock I think um, with what happened Tom um, people are it's hard to believe when you're that young that that can happen and um, obviously after Axel a number of years ago as well and it's just another hammer blow to people who are close um, and involved with Tom and he was coaching that the day before in Munster uh, with on, on the field with the academy and um, the one thing that everybody you hear saying now is how funny Tom was how much of a character he was I even listened to some of the English Ben K at the weekend when he, from Tom's time at Leicester he was a brilliant character every time you, you'd meet Tom there's a little bit of a joke or fun it's devastating really and 
you know, it's it's such a shock and it's hard to process it again. And um, obviously for Mary and the kids and, and his extended family, it's just, it's hard to comprehend what's happened again. All right, well, we'll leave it there. And as I said, we send our condolences to the Tierney family and to you guys and all your teammates as well and everybody who's uh, come in contact with him. That is definitely the story that is emerging of uh, Tom Tierney as a man. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.